Mr. Chief Justice, Senators, Counsel for the President, last Tuesday at the onset of this trial, we moved for Leader McConnell's resolution to be amended to subpoena documents and witnesses from the onset, from the outset. This body decided to hold the question over. You have now heard opening arguments from both sides. You have seen the evidence that the House was able to collect. You have heard about the documents and witnesses President Trump blocked from the House's impeachment inquiry. We have vigorously questioned both sides. The President's counsel has urged you to decide this case and render your verdict upon the record assembled by the House. The evidence in the record is sufficient. It is sufficient to convict the President on both articles of impeachment, more than sufficient. But that's simply not how trials work. As any prosecutor or defense lawyer would tell you, when a case goes to trial, both sides call witnesses and subpoena documents to bring before the jury. That happens every day in courtrooms all across America. There is no reason why this impeachment trial should be any different. The common sense practice is born out of precedence. There has never been, never before been a full Senate impeachment trial without a single witness. In fact, you can see in the slide, in every one of the 15 prior impeachment trials, the Senate has called multiple witnesses. Today, we ask you to follow this body's uniform precedence and your common sense. We urge you to vote in favor of subpoenaing witnesses and documents. Now, I'd like to address one question at the offset. There has been much back and forth about whether if the House believes it, in its, it has sufficient evidence to convict, which we do, why do we need more witnesses and documents? So I'd like to be clear. The evidence presented over the past week and a half strongly supports a vote to convict the president. The evidence is overwhelming. We have a mounting of evidence. It's direct, it's corroborated by multiple sources, and it proves that the president committed grave, impeachable offenses to cheat in the next election. The evidence confirms that if left in office, President Trump will continue to harm our, America's, national security. He will continue to seek to corrupt the upcoming election, and he will undermine, he will undermine our democracy, all to further his own personal gain. But this is a fundamental question that must be addressed. Is this a fair trial? Is this a fair trial? Is this a fair trial? Without the ability to call witnesses and produce documents, the answer is clearly and unequivocally no. 
It was the president's decision to contest the facts, and that is his right. But because he has chosen to confess the fact, uh, contest the facts, he shall not be heard to complain. He shall not be heard to complain that the House wishes to further prove his guilt to answer the questions he would raise. He complains that few witnesses spoke directly to the president about his misconduct beyond his damning conversations with Sondland and Mulvaney. Okay, let's hear from others then. The witnesses the House wishes to call directly to the president's own words, his own admissions of guilt, his own confessions of responsibility. If they did not, all the president's men would be on their witness list, not ours. These witnesses and the documents that their agencies produce tell the full story. And I believe that we are interested in hearing the full story. You should want to hear it. More than that, the American people, we know they want to hear it. The House Republicans' own expert witness in the House, Professor Turley, said if you could prove the President used our military aid to pressure Ukraine to investigate a political rival and interfere in our elections, it would be an impeachable abuse of power. And Senator Graham, too, recognized that if such evidence existed, it could potentially change his mind on impeachment. Well, we now have another witness, a fact witness, who would reportedly say exactly that. Ambassador Bolton's new manuscript, which we will discuss in more detail in a moment, reportedly confirms that the president told him in no uncertain terms we're talking about the former National Security Advisor saying the president told him in no uncertain terms, no aid until investigations, including the Bidens. For a week and a half, the president has said no such evidence exists. They are wrong. But if you have any doubt about the evidence, if you have any doubt about the evidence, the evidence is at your fingertips. The question is, will you let all of us, including the American people, hear, simply hear the evidence and make up their own minds, and you can make up your own minds, but will we let the American people hear all of the evidence? You'll recall that Ambassador Bolton, the President's former National Security Advisor, is one of the witnesses we asked for last Tuesday. We did not know at the time what he'd say. We didn't know what kind of witness that he would be, but Ambassador Bolton made clear that he was willing to testify and that he had relevant first-hand knowledge that did, hadn't yet been heard. We urge, we argue that we all deserve to hear that evidence, but the president opposed him. Now we know why. Because John Bolton could corroborate the rest of our evidence and confirm the president's guilt.
So today, today, senators, we come before you and we urge, we argue again that you let this witness and the other key witnesses we have identified come forward so you have all of the information available to you when you make this consequential decision. If witnesses are not called here, these proceedings will be a trial in name only. And the American people clearly know a fair trial when they see one. Large majorities of the American people want to hear from witnesses in this trial. And they have a right to hear from witnesses in this trial. Let's hear from them. Let's look them in the eye, gauge their credibility, and hear what they have to say about the president's actions. For the same reasons, this body should grant our request to subpoena documents, the documents that the president also blocked the House from obtaining, documents from the White House, the State Department, DOD, and OMB, that will complete the story and provide the whole truth, whatever they may be. We ask that you subpoena these documents so that you can decide for yourself. If you have any doubt as to what occurred, let's look at this additional evidence. To be clear, we're not asking you to track down every single document or to call every possible witness. We have carefully identified only four key witnesses with direct knowledge who can speak to the specific issues that the president has disputed. And we targeted key documents, which we understand have already been collected, for example, at the State Department. They've already been collected. This will not cause a substantial delay. As I made clear last night, these matters can be addressed in a single week. As we made clear last night, these matters can be addressed in a single week. We know that from President Clinton's case. There, the Senate voted to approve a motion for witnesses on January 27. The next day, it established procedures for those depositions and adjourned as a court of impeachment until February 4. In that brief period, the parties took three depositions. The Senate then, then resumed its proceedings by voting to accept the deposition testimony into the record. In this trial, too, let's do the same. We should take a brief one-week break for witness testimony and document collection, during which time the Senate can re return to its normal business. The trial should not be allowed to be different from each, from every other impeachment trial or any other kind of trial, simply because the president doesn't want us to know the truth. The American people, the American people that we all represent, the American people that we all love and care about, deserve to know the truth, and a fair trial requires it. This is too important of a decision to be made without all of the relevant evidence. 
Before turning to the specific need for these witnesses and documents, I want to make clear we are not asking you again to break new ground. We're asking quite the opposite. We are asking you to simply follow the Senate's unbroken precedence and to do so in a manner that allows you to continue the Senate's ordinary business. The Senate sitting as a court of impeachment has heard witness testimony in every other, as we've said earlier, in every other 15 impeachment trials in the history of the Republic. And in fact, these trials have had an average of 33 witnesses. And the Senate has repeatedly subpoenaed and received new documents while adjudicating cases of impeachment. That makes sense. Under our Constitution, the Senate does not just vote on impeachments. It does not just debate them. Instead, the Senate is commanded by the Constitution to try all cases of impeachment. Well, a trial requires witnesses. A trial requires documents. This is the American way, and this is the American story. If the Senate denies our motions, it would be the only time in history it has rendered a judgment on articles of impeachment without hearing from a single witness or receiving a single relevant document from the president whose conduct is on trial. And why? Why can we justify, how can we justify this break from precedence? How would we justify, for what reason would we break precedence in these proceedings? There are many compelling reasons beyond precedence that demand subpoenas for witnesses and cases and documents in this case. And at this time, I yield to Manager Garcia.